Hello church, how are you? Hope you've had a fantastic week and it's great to be back with you today. Continuing in our series around flourishing. And this morning I want to actually uh, focus on flourishing churches. First of all, we've been building this series around the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom, as some scholars would say. In Proverbs 24 verse 3 says this, A house is built by wisdom and becomes strong through good sense. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with all sorts of precious riches and valuables. I love the way um, the, um, the Passion Translation puts it. It says that wise people are builders. They build families, businesses and communities. And through intelligence and insight, their enterprises are established and endure. All the way fast forward from the book of Proverbs into the New Testament and we many letters that we enjoy from the Apostle Paul. Well, the Apostle Paul was a well-schooled in all of the Old Testament. He studied, um, he was called a zealot and he would have actually dived into this book of wisdom. Well, you can read actually in um, 1 Corinthians, his uh, reflections actually going back possibly into these scriptures. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses um, 9 and 11, I want to actually read how he puts it. He says this, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, For we are both God's workers and you are God's field. You are God's building. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. Verse 16, I'll jump a couple verses, goes like this. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? Did you know that God has a building plan for earth and that this plan is his kingdom? He established it through his life, death and resurrection. His desire is that his kingdom would overwhelm planet earth in the same way that presently overwhelms heaven. Matthew chapter 6 verse 10, the famous prayer as Jesus instructs, he says, may your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God loves building things. And when we co-labor, when we partner with God, in what he is trying to build, we will find ourselves in a flourishing place, a place that has deep fulfillment in our lives. One of the key things that God is building on planet earth is his church. When we say his church, we are speaking about the believers in Jesus Christ corporately. We know that churches are not buildings. Buildings are used by churches as we do at Hope You See. We enjoy and love the use of buildings to impact our community. But there's many other 
tools that declare the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus, not only um, his plan to build his kingdom on planet Earth, also declares how he would do that in Matthew chapter 16. He says to Peter, now I say to you, Matthew 16 verse 18, he says, now I say to you that you are Peter in brackets, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Don't you love that? That no matter what happens on planet Earth, no matter what um, pandemics, no matter what challenges are going on, what economic pressures are going on, God says that all of the powers in hell cannot conquer the church. The church lives on. Jesus' declaration over Peter should encourage us all that we also have a part to play in building and leading inside his church. You might be saying, well, how does my life relate to Peter's life? How can that declaration over Peter be similar to uh, me? Well, let me just highlight just very quickly in this message. If you remember, Peter was the denier of Jesus Christ. Peter was a fragile personality. Peter, in the time of pressure, when the pressure really come on, Peter was fundamentally weak. I don't know about you, but I can relate to those different incidences about Peter. And it means then that if, if Peter, that Jesus was willing to use Peter to build the church, then that should mean that I've got a part to play. Yes, at different times I'm fragile and I'm weak, and so was Peter. And Peter would write about this a bit later in one of his epistles. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, and he says it this way. New Living Translation. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. In this verse, there's three pictures. There's the pictures of the living stones. There's the picture that we are holy priests. And there's the picture of us um, sacrificing and being in right relationship with Jesus Christ. Those stones in that verse talk about each one of us, that we are one amongst many. I mean, there's another fancy word that we use. We love to talk about being in community, a living stone in community, that all stones somewhat look similar, but when you add them together, they can build powerful, beautiful things. Priests, I mean, Peter calls us that we are all holy priests. Well, in that language, in that context of the day, that clearly refers to leadership. That at the same time that we're in this community, that we are one amongst many, that there's this call up into leadership, uh, telling every living stone that you are leaders in God's kingdom. And again, this idea that we're offering sacrifices before God suggests that, we, that there's a personal cost for all of us, for every living stone, every holy priest. There's a cost that it's just this journey of faith is not just a journey of convenience. 
to suggest that a Christian can flourish outside of being engrafted deeply into the life flow of a godly church community would be like saying that a fish can flourish outside of water. Let us, this church, this campus online, um, no matter how, where you find yourself watching this uh, talk this morning, let us be a flourishing church where we are connected, not just out of convenience, not because it happened to be at the right time or the right location or the right means of distribution, that you are connected actually rather by commitment. Here's three steps. One, two, three about how you can be inside a flourishing church where you flourish yourself. Number one, number one is connect. And we say that how to connect is that by doing life inside your life group, whether that's on a Zoom call, whether that's physically meeting in somebody's house, but you are actually taking the time, the commitment, not just a point of convenience where you gather together. It's biblical. Hebrews 10 verse 25, it says, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another. Here I am this morning encouraging you into gathering together, especially now that the time of his return is drawing near. The other thing about connecting, and we connect in so many different ways, is that it should be and it is fun and also incredibly real. Acts chapter 2 tells the story about the early church, about what it was like when they were doing the connecting. Acts 2, 44 to 47. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together in the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper. They were quite pragmatic. They couldn't actually have communion in the temple because in the temple they weren't uh, worshipping the resurrected Jesus Christ. So they had to meet in homes around the Lord's Supper and they shared meals with, listen to it, with great joy and generosity. They were having fun all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. From the birth of the church, regular connection, communion, worship and fellowship around the word of God and prayer were constant. My second point, one, two, three, first point, connect. My second point, volunteer. How do you be part of a flourishing church just don't be a spectator but actually volunteer somehow commit to being part of that community of faith Ephesians 4 verses 11 and 3 from the passion translation says it this way and he has appointed some with grace to be apostles and some with grace to be prophets and some with grace to be evangelists and some with grace to be pastors and some with grace to be teachers and they and their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. These grace ministries will function until we all attain 
oneness into the faith until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become one into perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed into the abundance of Christ. A flourishing person inside a flourishing church allows themselves to be built into the fabric of a living local church. And they have found their own area of focus and ministry. Each one of us are called into a lifetime of voluntary service for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of the church, for the sake of the community around us. Each person, family and household flourishes when they live for something bigger than planet me. One, two, three. One, being connect. Two, volunteering. Three, my last point, is I believe that every believer inside a flourishing church has a role to play in terms of leadership. Again, reading from 1 Peter chapter 5, he says this. He talks about this idea of speaking to the leaders in the church and he says... Care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. The New Testament doesn't shy away from the calling of leadership. I invite you this morning to also come into this journey of leadership. Instead, um, but it actually not only invites us into leadership, the New Testament, but it actually says that this leadership must be based in serving. Jesus says it this way. He said, those who want to be first will be last. Those that actually desire to be lasting, his kingdom will be first. We're talking about flourishing churches today. We're talking about how do we build? How do we participate? What's our MO for being part of a flourishing church? One, two, three, connect, volunteer, and lead. God's church needs all of us to flourish, flourish individually, but also to flourish inside his kingdom, his church, that where we can be a gift to the church, but not only where we are a gift to the church, but I can tell you that the church will also be a gift to you. What a privilege it's been over many years now where Darlene and I have had the honour, really, I'd say the honour, to actually volunteer and serve in many different scenarios and different situations. And still to this day, I would say that that ability to serve and sacrifice and to lead has actually been a huge blessing in my life personally, in my marriage, and I would say in our household. It has given us direction and purpose and allowed us to stay on track and to actually um, be part of something significant on planet Earth. I loved the opportunity to speak today about how to build a flourishing church. That opportunity is there for every single person. No one is excluded. Whether you feel like your church is online or in 
some other geographic situation or whatever that we can do whatever we can to follow that pattern, those three things, one, two, three, connect, volunteer and lead, that I believe that if you follow those steps, that again, you'll be part of a flourishing faith community. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, I pray that those people watching this message right now, talking about a flourishing church, that somehow uh, deep inside them, that, that again, that motivation, that, that, that desire to be part of something will rise up inside them and propel them to take action where they take action, where they reach out to connect, where they actually reach out to volunteer in some ways. And again, that they stir up that thing inside them that they're willing to take leadership of some initiative, some program, some activity, where again, that their faith will be turned into action. I pray that blessing over you this morning. There'll also be people here watching today that for whatever reason, you have been observing this message and observing the worship at about this service. And you've done that for a reason. The reason why you're watching is because somehow or other, there's something that's drawing you closer to this faith journey. The faith journey that I've been talking about, this idea of flourishing spiritually, starts with a decision to make Jesus Christ Lord of your life. The Bible talks about taking a journey of repentance. Really, let me explain it very simply. It means stop living for yourself and actually turn around and live a life where you're following Jesus Christ, where He is Lord, that you're um, listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit and guiding you in all sorts of different ways, where you would be willing to sacrifice your own conveniences to make a commitment to Him. That is, there's a starting point to that journey where simply it's a prayer. And on our chat room on the screen there, there'll be a, a moment, an opportunity where you could actually say or click a, a button there that says, hey, I, I want prayer. I want to put my hand up to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Please do that today. Don't hesitate. Don't muck around. Don't say, I'll think about it a bit more. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to one of my friends or my family members. There, there's nothing stopping you from doing that right now. I'd encourage you to do that. We've got a team of people on the other side of that that are uh, so enthusiastic about helping you understand this decision praying for you, putting resources into your hand. And also we've got a way of actually helping you on the journey in your faith journey. I, I just love to see you make that step. Again, I want to encourage you one last time, click that button, allow one of our team to pray for you. And I'd love to join you on your journey of faith. Father, these people that have made a decision to follow you, I pray Holy Spirit, that you'll protect them, that you'll help them on these next steps, that no matter what, what difficulties or what challenges may come at them, Lord, again, that again, by the stating that scripture, that, that no, nothing against your church will prosper, that you, are, that you are focused on building your kingdom. And this is part of that, we pray, your power, your blessing over these people in Jesus' strong and powerful name. God bless you guys. 
Can't wait to see you next week. Have a great week.